Good evening, everybody. This is your host, Huge Pop. Welcome to the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Tonight I have with me the one-time SSB Tag Team Champion, a one-time Shockwave Tag Champion. He is the unbroken son. He has chaos in his veins. It's James Harris. How are you doing today? Uh, well, I think I'm James Harris. At least that's what it says on my underwear. Is it? That's great. I'm glad it says oh, that on your underwear. <laughs> I'm glad it says it there. So... Hey, Dude, somebody's um, gonna find me if I get yeah, so um, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I thank you for taking the opportunity. Um, give me the opportunity. I thank you for that. Um, and I just we're going to talk a little bit about your wrestling career. How's that sound? Sounds like a plan. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. You're welcome, man. So have you always been a fan of wrestling? Oh, dude, as long as I can remember. Um, back when I was a kid watching The Undertaker, Triple H, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, as long as I can remember, that's all I ever wanted to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, man. I uh, grew up in that, that back in the age of uh, what was Saturday night's main event. So <laughs> a little bit before my time, but it's not something I haven't watched. Well, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am 53 years old, but no, I have experienced <laughs> a Saturday night main event. My brother and I had a good. Um, he was younger than me. Uh, he snuck into my room when I was watching Sid Vicious. And uh, he did the power bomb, so I picked my brother up and threw him through the bed, and uh, he kicked the lamp, and I got in trouble. So that's okay, but that's not. Oh man, uh, <laughs> me and my brother, we used to have a bunk bed set up in our bedroom back when we was kids, and I'd climb up on top of the bunk bed and pretend yeah. like I was Jeff Hardy, get him with the old Swanton bomb. Yeah, <laughs> and I think we were back in the day. I don't think that, that we thought our parents would hear, but you know. yeah, right, right, right. So. So, right, it's definitely definitely <laughs> something that's changed a lot nowadays. Yes, it is. So, um, so why'd you cut? Why'd you become a professional wrestler? Man, back in back when I was growing up and watching TV, watching the wrestling, I could. It was always something I wanted to do. It was always something I could dream of doing. I was I wanted to be those guys. I wanted to be as big as the Undertaker or as big as Bret Hart, uh, as big as Tommy Dreamer. You know, it's. It's always been that passion-driven. It's just always been what I wanted. Okay. Awesome, man. So who are some of your legends that you grew up watching? Some of the legends I grew up watching, the list is long, my friend. Uh, All right. I said The Undertaker, probably one of my all-time favorites. Um, Nikolai Volkov, I loved watching him growing up. I got a chance to meet him. Okay. He was really cool. He was a pleasure to meet him. Triple H, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Psycho Sid, the NWO, yeah, Arn Anderson. Yep, there you go. Some of my favorite NWO is my favorite. So, so who's hot and who's over for you in this in current time and in the past? So, in past, back when past times, you know, it was guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was the Undertaker, The Rock, yeah. uh, DX was always really over in my opinion. Um, even if you get into the women's division, it was Sable, it was Lita back in the time when I was growing up back in that late nineties era was a really hot time for professional wrestling being the attitude era, the Monday night wars. It was at, it was at a time when wrestling was really peaking and I'm kind of seeing sparks of that happening again with some of the healthy competitions going on between WWE and AEW. Um, as far as today goes, uh, some of the ones that I've seen lately picking up a lot of steam is L.A. Knight. I've been yeah. seeing him getting really over as of late. Darby Allen. Uh, 
Of course, yeah. Becky Lynch. Yeah. Roman Reigns is more over now than he's ever been. He's at the top of his game, as is the Usos, Sami Zayn. It, it's a great time to be a professional wrestling fan and a wrestler, in my opinion. Absolutely, man. So, of all those people you've named, who are the ones that um, are inspired you? Where did you get your inspiration at? So, the ones that inspired me were, obviously, I keep bringing up The Undertaker, my all-time favorite. Um, Tommy Dreamer played a big influence on me. Kane okay. was a big influence. Uh, the Road Dog, I always admired his trash talk and how he was able to get over before the match even started. Right. Uh, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, obviously. Okay. Uh, Bret Hart, again, back to NWO, um, DDP. Always yeah, yeah. love DDP, Sting. Awesome. Awesome. So, are you uh, are you, a tra you're, you mentioned trash talking. So, are you a trash talker yourself? I try to be, but there's some I'm just not going to be on their level. I mean, I can try as much as I want to, but it takes another level to get up to like Austin and The Rock and Road Dog, you know? Okay. So, tell us about Mr. James Harris. Um, how old are you? Do you have a, a shoot job? So I'm 26. Uh, I, I actually have two suit jobs. I work at GameStop and Spencer's Gifts, as, okay. as a matter of fact. Right. So video games and adult toys, that's my industry. There you go. There you go. So where did you go to training school, and who were your trainers? So when I first started, um, I was really heavy looking about the time I was getting ready to graduate high school. I had heard there was a school opening up in Lynchburg ran by a guy named Billy Warlock. At the time, it was called Shooter's Academy. Then it was Lion Kai Dojo. Um, I linked up with Billy not long after I had knee surgery. I actually tore some ligaments in my knee before I even started wrestling. <laughs> um, I linked up with Billy about the time I was 18. I started my training. I was trained by Billy Warlock, Caden Phoenix, AC Collins. Um <laughs> I've also had the the pleasure of sitting under the tutelage of guys like Arn Anderson during seminars. Okay. Um. So so it was a few hands in the pot. All right. Yeah. How rough was training, man? Uh, can you recall uh, the first your first training experience? Can you recall that? The first training experience. Um. It was just me and Kevin Murphy and Stephanie Akash were in the ring that day. I can't remember what Billy was doing. I think he was sick, but um. First time I ever stepped in the ring, dude, it was nothing. It was something I knew I wanted, but it was nothing I was prepared for. It, okay. it was a lot of work. It was a long road ahead of me. Those first bumps I took, I felt them the next day very much so. Um, the rope burn, I remember it all very well. I remember getting beat with a kendo stick before I left. Okay. That must have <laughs> hurt. That, that would have sucked. <laughs> oh, man. Day one, they broke out the kendo stick on me. Damn. No, I will say this. I didn't know how brutal you got what you guys did until I witnessed my first indie wrestling show. And I'm going to tell you guys what, you know, from experience, you guys beat the piss out of each other. And it, 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 it it's got to hurt really bad. And I so that my next question was going to go with is give me your your take on when you hear people say this shit's fake. Oh, the this shit's fake comments. My my thing for the this shit's fake is always give us two minutes in the ring. 
Um, it's always something that people have been very skeptical on. It's, oh, this is fake. You know, you're not really getting hit with that chair. That chair is made of aluminum. It's not actually a metal folding chair. It, 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 what we do is very much, it takes a very much toll on our bodies. Um, like I said previously, coming off of back injuries, I've had knee injuries, uh, elbow injuries, <laughs> concussions. Wow. Yeah, it, it's definitely it's it's definitely not something to take lightly. But if it's something you want to do, right. it's definitely something it, it, it's rewarding in the end. If this is truly what you love. Okay. So we talked about the bumps and the, how the ropes felt and all that stuff. So is training mostly in ring bumps and ta and moves, or do they treat teach you in in school that how to cut a promo, how to trash talk, how to interact with fans? They did. Um, Billy was very much on it. Um, Billy Warlock trained by guys like Luthez, Billy Robertson. Um, he was trained very old school. That's how he trained us. He trained us in a very old school manner. And he was also a big proponent of like, you've got to be able to hook the crowd with more than just your moves. Okay. It's the presentation. It's how you, it's how you interact with the fans. It's how you cut your promos. It's a lot that goes into it as opposed to just going in there and knowing the moves and going through the motions. It's a lot of work that goes into it. All right. I can imagine. Yeah. So now how important are seminars to you as a wrestler? So seminars are definitely an important proponent, at least for me. I enjoy being able to learn different people's perspectives, like stuff that Billy, Billy teaches is stuff that might not be taught by somebody else doing a seminar. Like, you know, if you ask one person how to get, do, give a clothesline, you're going to hear 20 different answers from 20 different people. Okay. So it's definitely nice to be able to get those different aspects. You know, it kind of helps you piece it together. Okay. Gotcha. So you, you mentioned having a sem working a seminar with um, legend Arn Anderson. Can you walk us through that day and what was that what, what that was like? Oh, my God, dude. I Honestly, that was probably the fav my favorite seminar that I've ever done. I loved Arn Anderson growing up. He was such a nice dude. He was very kind to everybody. He was not he was not the oh, I've been there. I'm in the Hall of Fame. No, that that was not how Arn Anderson treated all of us. He he treated us legitimately like his kids. I remember it was a show in I believe it was Waynesboro. It was up in the Shenandoah Valley here in Virginia. And um they they Arn Anderson announced that he was doing like a a very rare occasion seminar, which I've noticed. Arn doesn't do a lot of seminars and I went in to do it. And I remember getting in, getting to the ring that day and there being 30, 40 other people, roughly, including my former tag team partner. That's <laughs> where I met him. Um, I remember we were sitting there and we're talking, you know, we have all the little chatter going on. And I just, I remember we're standing there and all of a sudden the room goes dead silent, like dead silent. Uh, like you could hear a pen drop. Okay. And I just look over and Arn Anderson is standing at the curtain, just arms crossed watching. And when he realized, when we realized he was all there, like he got a big room of applause. It, it was, it was cool to see. Um, he got, he got up in the ring with us and he started talking to us and uh, a very down to earth guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, Arn Anderson is one of the best brains I've ever picked. Okay. Um, a lot of people thought because Arn has had several neck injuries over his lifetime that he wasn't really going to be much of a hands-on, more like the chalkboard, billboard. Ooh, yeah, right, right. That, that's not Arn's teaching method. 
I remember he he gets in the ring with us and he's in there. He's locking up with us. He's trading punches with us. Like he he's a very hands on teacher, and I really love that. Um, I remember we're all sitting there. We're all lined up on the ring around it, all that. I'm standing in one of the corners, and Arn singles me out. He goes, uh, James, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, come here. I walk over to him. Lock up with me. All right. I lock up with him, and obviously outside, I'm trying to be this professional, you know, trying to make sure I'm doing it right. And inside, right. I'm having that little fanboy moment for Arn Anderson, you know. Yeah. Um, but definitely one of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, he taught me a lot that day. I learned a lot from him. I would definitely do it again if I got the chance. Okay. Awesome. And that you said that's where you met your tag team partner, Rex Keller? Yes, that is where me and Rex Keller met. How's that relationship today? Are you guys still going strong in a tag team partner, or what's going on with that? Uh, the tag team Sons of Rebellion actually split up back in June. Okay. Um. We were doing a triple threat tag team match, and we lost the match. After the match was over, Rex gives me the choke slam and starts going at me with the chair. Leaves me laying in a pool of blood in the middle of the ring. I'm in the back getting medical attention. Jumps me again. Uh, come to find out he had actually been working with one of my biggest rivals, which is Psycho Carl. Okay. And uh, I'm not, not going to lie, that one, that one stung a little bit. <laughs> so do you have any... Uh... Any words for uh, Rex Keller right now? Uh, he, Rex Keller knows what he did. He knows I'm coming back, and he knows he's in my crosshairs when I do. Okay. There you go. So coming out, the, out of that curtain for the first time, what's that energy level like? And is it oh, still dude. the same now? So I remember I just I had this really big pit in my stomach. I had the butterflies the size of eagles. It was – I was really nervous. Um, I'm just I'm I'm behind the curtain and I'm I'm walking up to Gorilla and I'm just I got my music in my ear earphones, you know, and I'm just trying to get my head right. I'm jittery, I'm jumpy, and set my headphones down and I'll I'll never forget it. It was uh, the former SSP heavyweight champion at at the time, and I just before I go out the curtain, he uh, he just kind of gives me a look and he says, "Make them know who you are." This is your first impression. And I, he told me that, and I got to walking away, music pops, and I go out there and spawned a six-year-long rivalry with Carl. Nice, nice. So now, is it the same now every time you go? Is it the same every time you go through those um, rings? Those, um, so, I still, I still tend to get jittery a lot. I get really nervous before matches. It's something about when my music plays, when I hear that music, when I hear the crowd, it kind of goes away. It kind of subsides. I'm like, I'm in my element now. Like I've kind of, I've, I finally eased into it, you know? Right. Okay. Um, can we talk about the injuries um, that you've had, you've experienced um, in your career? So, uh, let's see. The first injury I ever got in ring was a, um, a hyperextended elbow courtesy of a Fujiwara armbar in one of my first matches ever. Nice. Um, still very young at the time, maybe six months into training. Did like a little family and friends show for the people that were, for like the families and stuff, you know. Right. Um, there was, I've gotten a concussion in the ring before, courtesy of a steel chair. 
the most recent of which being a back injury. It's kind of been off and on for a while, and it's actually really much subsiding right now, which I'm very thankful for. Right. Okay. So maybe um, return soon, right? Sooner than people think. I, I'm going to leave it at uh, they may or may not see me in the ring within the next month. Month or next. Okay. I'm going to go back to the seminars and stuff like that. I'm going to ask you the question of interacting with fans before the uh, event, after the event, during the event. How important is that to you as a wrestler and all that good stuff? So I've noticed that the fan interaction, it's definitely one of the key points in any wrestling event. Um, at least for me, it's it's been very crucial to building my fan base. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not one of these big name guys. I'm not the rock that's got fans all over the world. Um, like it, it, for me, being able to like talk to especially kids, kids are very much influenced by what we do. You know, you, you might see somebody on TV as a superhero, but in that moment, that little kid is looking at you like a superhero because you're doing what these guys do on TV. And so it, it's very crucial to building that fan base. Um, I've noticed that a lot of fans tend to like meeting us indie wrestlers because, you know, we're the guys you can run into at your local Walmart. You know, we're the guys you can run into that sell you a video game, you know. Right. So people tend to like meeting us and building that relationship with them to where they want to come see you work. To me, it, it, it's very crucial and it's very rewarding when I see somebody that I sold a video game to three months ago travel to North Carolina to see me and Carl in an I quit match, you know? Yeah. So I will say this as a fan. Um, I respect you guys as wrestlers. And I um, also will say that I do this podcast thing because as a, when I work with foster kids in the emergency shelter, I need, I take this hour, hour and a half it takes to talk to you guys and to unwind and to just get out of the real world of what we, what I do. And I, for that, I th say thank you for you guys doing this. And the one thing I did, we, when we started the podcast two years ago and it stopped within six months is because all we talked about was AEW, WWE. And I really wasn't that passionate about it. I guess what I wanted to do was meet guys like you. Well, I wanted to give you indie wrestlers the platform to get out there because you guys don't get enough credit. So I say thank you for coming on the show, and I, I, and I, I love making the relationships that you were talked about. So um, I definitely I want to say thank you. I do appreciate the kind words. Also, I appreciate the opportunity for you to have me on your show, give me this public forum to just talk and swap some war stories, man. Yeah, man, and I, you know, you said friendships, you know, and I will. I'll probably bug you on Facebook and see how you're doing, see how you're. Not a problem, doing. brother. So, man, this is why I do what I do. This is why I. Decided, yeah, indie wrestling is probably my main focus because you guys deserve the the credit. So, um, I definitely appreciate it, man. And it, 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 it's really a it's really an important thing. Um, a lot of us indie wrestlers, a lot of people don't know it, but there's so many relationships we form on the road. It's a lot of people that, Jeanette, drinking Dad Pop, Dr Pepper, dude. If you if you cut my veins open, that's what I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding Dr Pepper or sweet tea. That's my mom and that's my mom and dad that said that. So, my mom. <laughs> um, I've definitely I've formed some of the, my closest friendships through wrestling. Um, and it's something that I treasure a lot. A lot of the people that I meet 
Like a lot of my closest friends I met on the road wrestling. Right. Um, and I'll definitely um, Lazarus Black, somebody I've become very close with over the years. They have become a really crucial part in my life. One of my closest friends. They will actually be traveling up for the wedding in October, okay. which is it's something really cool. Um, Billy Warlock, the seven years I've gotten to know him, it's it's something very it's something I treasure dearly. Billy is really one of my closest friends in this world. Um, Ryan Mantis, which is Lazarus's tag team partner, another good one, another really close friend of mine. I talk to him regularly. Love you guys to death. Um, it, it's so many of them. And if I sit here, if I sit here too long, I'm going to, we're going to go through names for hours. Um, right. Reverend right. Lilo Raffle, good. You know, it, I trained with him, Orlando Black, Anthony Xavier, um, Ali Primo. That's another one. AC Collins. It's just, yeah. it's so many of them out there, man. It's, it's impossible for me to, to go through and thank them all. But, I just know that like I treasure my friendships that I've made in this business that to me, they're really, they're really important in building who we are as people and as performers. hundred percent. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. So road trips and stories. Are you always, so do you drive when you travel, are you driving state to state or do you just do um, work in your own state that you're in? Um, I've definitely, I've had a few chances to work out of state, you know, North Carolina, West Virginia, I'm definitely looking to expand more. I do a lot in Virginia, hoping to do some more. Um, North Carolina will probably be where I make my big return. <clears throat> Spoiler alert. Um, definitely looking forward to getting back into Virginia. Those hometown crowds, are, there's nothing like that energy. Um, but I definitely do my fair share of traveling. Awesome, man. So would you say the road trips are some of the best parts of being a professional wrestler in, 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 the, in the Indies? Oh, 100%, man. Um, I love being on the road. The Just the stories alone. And if you want to hear some of them, I'll gladly tell you. Um, the, the stories you get are just it, – it's like I said, it's part of that friendship, that bond that we build that makes them so cool. And it's – I've had some of the best experiences being on the road. Okay. So, yeah, let's hear some. Like, one or two. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> recently, it was June 3rd, and um, me, Lazarus Black, Raven Havoc, we're, we're sitting in the locker room, and it's just the three of us. And I'm, I'm not going to name drop because I don't know if he's watching or not, but one of them decides he has to go to the bathroom before the match starts. And we're back there. We're like, dude, just go use the porta potties. You know, we were, we were at a car show. We were changing in a garage off to the side. We're like, dude, just go use the porta potties. They're like 20 yards away. No, 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 dude. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to get the stuff on my shoes. It's a graded floor. You just go out there and do it. And no, no, what if the fans see me? We go, well, you can just go, go around the side of the building and do your business. He goes, no, what if the owner sees me? And then just simultaneously, it's just pissing a bottle. <laughs> He, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> goes over, grabs a bottle, goes to the corner of the dressing area, starts doing his business, and two seconds in, you just turn here and turn around and go, damn, I'm dehydrated. <laughs> Careful, he, he's at his weapon in the match. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh. Dude, it, uh, we, were we were traveling to a show in West Virginia one night, 
it was me, it was Billy Warlock, it was Reverend Rasselgood, it was uh, Lizzie Kane. The four of us, we were traveling to a show in, um, it was somewhere in West Virginia, I can't remember right off the top of my head. Um, but we picked him up and Reverend, uh, before he was a, re before he was a very distinguished Reverend, might I add, we picked him up that morning. It was about 6 AM and he was still fairly toasty from the night before. Cause he had went out drinking with his buddies, you know, right. young guys, you know, do, do what you do. Uh, we had to stop and this was maybe a five, six hour trip to West Virginia there and back, you know, it wasn't oh, yeah. a horrible trip. But when you have to stop every 30 minutes to, you know, barf, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely something. Yeah. Um, definitely you're going to have people telling stories about you for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. If you're watching yeah. Reverend, yes, I'm talking about you. Um, that was definitely one of them. There was me and Rex Keller. We were traveling. We were in North Carolina. And one of my favorite restaurants is down in North Carolina. Anybody in North Carolina probably knows it's called Smithfield Chicken and Barbecue. Okay. And I loved this place. It was introduced to me by Caden Phoenix on a road trip down to North Carolina one day. So I thank him for showing me this restaurant. Probably the best fried chicken I've had. The barbecue was amazing as well. But I decided I'm going to, I decided me and Rex Keller, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to go have some chicken. I, I take him down to this chicken place. And he's, yeah, I've never heard of this place. Take him in and, he takes a bite out of chicken and his face lights up like Christmas morning. And he's like, this is, he's, he's speechless. And I just remember the big smile coming across his face. I look at him and said, man, what's wrong? He goes, nothing. This chicken's, this chicken's the best thing I've ever had. He's man, man, Popeye's doesn't do it this good. And we're, we're, we're laughing and we're carrying on. We're joking. And, we get the brilliant idea that we're going to take a picture of Rex Keller eating a big piece of chicken, and we're going to post it on social media and tag Smithfield Chicken and Barbecue in it. Right. We, we've been trying to get that endorsement deal for years. It's probably not going to happen. Okay. There you go. Um, <laughs> there was late night after show one night, me, Rex, Anthony, Xavier, we decided we're going to go by Waffle House. Because that's that's the thing, Waffle House. After show, late night, one of the only things that's open. We get down there and we're sitting at the little bar in the Waffle House, and I'm eating my chocolate chip waffles, and we're just having a good time talking. And we we see this SUV pull up out the corner of our eyes, and we look up, and these four just really drunk people get out of the car, and. Two of them go sit at the table. Another guy and a girl walk off into the bathroom. We see them into the bathroom together. I don't know how PG this show is, so I'm not going to tell you what we think happened next. Okay. But um, me being the complete jackass I am goes and bangs on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how well that went over. Oh. Rex is over here stitching his side because he's laughing so damn hard. Girl waiting the tables damn near spills the pitcher of tea. <laughs> it's, nice, it's nice. a lot of them, and man, if I okay. sit here and nah. I, I'd be fetched to think of a lot more. <laughs> That's good, man. So you know I work with foster kids and we were sitting around the table uh last night and they knew I was gonna be on a show with you and um they said, Ask them these questions. I said, okay. All right, I let's call, do it. I, I call my quick takes. Favorite food. Bacon cheeseburgers. 
Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. My fiance will tell you different. Favorite cartoon? Tom and Jerry. Favorite movie? Friday the 13th, part six. Favorite music and song? Music, I'll listen to anything as long as it's good. I'm a really big fan of rock and roll music. One of my favorite songs, Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Okay. Play any video games? Every day. What's your favorite one? Uh, dude, Call of Duty, Sonic, Crash Bandicoot, you name it, I'm playing it. Favorite place to travel? I really love traveling to North Carolina. There's a few I want to go to, but right now, North Carolina is probably one of my favorite out of states to visit. Okay. So let's talk about Strong Style Pro. Um, how, important are the, how important are the fans to you as a wrestler and the promotion of Strong Style Pro? So Strong Style Pro founded and ran by the guy that trained me, Billy Warlock. It's where I got my start. It was where I had my first match ever. Um, it's where I had my first title match. It's very important to me. And honestly, to if I'm being completely honest, the fan base there, just seeing those fans in that setting, it always feels like it's a different energy than when I go anywhere else. It, it, it's like they're more pumped. They're more thrilled to be there. It's It's something I've noticed a lot. Um, I love the energy in every building I go to, but it's something different about being in that home promotion it, uh, with those fans that just, they know you guys, they love you guys. They want to see what you're going to do next. It's just, it's something awesome about it that it's, it's very hard to explain, but it's a feeling that I love very much. Okay. Awesome, man. So yeah, heel or face? I think I can guess, but. <sighs> All right. Well, what's your guess? I think you're a heel. Most of the time, yes. I, I I can kind of bounce back and forth either way, depending on what's what. Um, right now, the only promotion that books me as a face is Strong Style Pro. Huh? Um, but I can kind of I can kind of roll either way I need to. Okay. Now, which one do you like doing better? Yeah, just be careful. Um, they both definitely have their merits to it. Um, but to me, being a heel. Being a heel is a lot more fun. You have a lot more freedom that way. Huh? You so know, you baby any... faces. Yeah. <clears throat> baby faces kind of have to like, they have to play by the rule book. You know, they have to like follow certain guidelines, you know, that sort of thing. Heels, they get like that little bit of extra freedom where they can kind of just really go out there and just have at it. Okay. You have any big shows coming up with Strong Style Pro or any other promotions? Strong Style Pro is um, – we're working on getting some more shows back in the Virginia area. Okay. Um, my big return show, like I said, <clears throat> may or may not be August. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Keep an eye out on the Facebook page. Um, not going to drop that info just yet, but it's, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Um, and then in – to And then in March, I have a big match set. With Lazarus Black, um, it's going to be something I've always wanted to do. We're actually talking about going and doing a dog collar match. It should be yeah. should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Something I've always wanted to do. It's Hopefully bucket list. You're only just noticing them. There's two huh? over there. What promotion um, is that going to be for? <laughs> uh, that will be in AIWF Mid Atlantic. Okay. Now, what other promotions do you work for? Um, I'm doing a lot of work now with AIWF Mid Atlantic, Strong Style Pro. As of late, I've done a lot of shows with Alternative Combat Wrestling based out of um, Southern Pines, North Carolina. I've been doing a lot of work with them as of late. 
I've done work with Pure Pro Wrestling, Bruiser Wrestling Federation. I've done work with Titan Wrestling Southside. That's where I had my first match with Lazarus Black and Ryan Mantis. Okay. Um, so I, I've been around the block. Definitely haven't accomplished everything I want to do yet. Okay. But I'm, I'm definitely going for it. All right. Now, so do any of these promotions bring in big names or ex-WWE, AEW people? Or guys? do you have any um, elbows with those guys? So I've definitely I've worked quite a few shows where I've met legends. I've gotten a chance to pick a lot of them's brains. I've been to a lot of shows where there's been legends. Um, I honestly the bucket list of how many of my met is insane. Okay. Um, What's one the of my favorite? One? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. What's that's what the that biggest would be my name I've ever met? What's your favorite um, favorite wrestler you've ever met? Uh, dude, Nikolai Volkov. Um, we, I was, I was always used to being the young guy in the locker room and I had gotten booked for this upstart promotion. Didn't last very long. Um, but Nikolai Volkov was booked that night and he shows up and, you know, he's, he's legit Russian as everybody's probably going to already know. And uh, James pointing out the obvious, I, I know. Um, but he comes in there and he, he acted very similar to that of a grandfather which I thought was really cool. We're sitting in the back and he's teaching us card tricks at first. I, I don't ask me if I remember him. I really, I can't, I don't remember the card tricks. I just know he was in the back showing us. Yeah. And at the time I was about 19. Um, and he singles me out and he looks at me, he goes, young boy, young boy, come here. James, oh. And I, I, sorry, I gotta stand up for a minute. Um, he goes, uh, young boy, come here. Yes, sir. What's your name? My, uh, my name's James. He goes, James, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to impart a little bit of wisdom on you right now. Uh, yes, sir. What's the most dangerous food you can ever eat? Causes nausea, vomiting, suicidal thoughts or actions, extreme depression, anxiety. I don't know, sir. What is it? Straight face. He looks at me and says, wedding cake. <laughs> uh... A little while later, we're, I'm standing beside him before he goes out for his match. And bless his heart, he wrestled right up to the very end. Um, I'm standing beside him before he goes out for his match. And Billy Warlock is he's standing not too far away from me, right? Um, he's, he's sitting there, and he's beside the curtain. I'm talking to Nikolai before Nikolai goes out for his match. And they're chanting, you know, they're chanting USA, USA at the Russian guy in the ring. And Nikolai turns to me and he says, young boy, why do they chant USA? I don't know, sir. Why? Straight face just is up your sister's ass. That was the last thing Nikolai Volkov ever said to me. I just remember he says it straight face. His music hits. He walks out. That was the last conversation I had with Nikolai. It's stuck with me to this point. It's a terrific story. Um, yeah. There was nobody like him. Oh, wow. That's awesome, man. Um, I definitely wish I'd have got a chance to work with him again before he passed away. Um, God rest his soul, man. I loved meeting him. I, I will treasure that night always. That's awesome, man. That's a great story. So what's the best advice you've received in regards to your wrestling career from some of the big legends? So some of the best advice I ever got was actually from a guy by the name of Simon Grimm. You would know him in WWE as Simon Gotch. Simon, okay. Um, he sits me down and he tells me, he says, you want advice? 
I said, yes, sir. Screw everybody's Dave, advice. Uh, Dave, because you're going to get stuck. They're not messing with me. <laughs> There's a wasp nest out here, and they're, they're, they're not bugging me. Um, yeah, it's a big ass don't want it. But um, anyway, sorry, fiance's freaking out. She doesn't like bees. Um, but anyway, so Simon Gotch looks at me and goes, screw everybody else's advice. If what you're doing works for you, you keep doing it. And you don't listen to what anybody else says. Huh? Yeah. He, he says, you do what works for you and to hell with what anybody else thinks you should do. Right. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And at this point, it's stuck with me for the fact that I've realized doing my own thing has worked very well for me. I'm not saying I've never taken advice. I definitely, I am always open to everybody's opinions, everybody's advice. Um, it's just, it's something that's stuck with me just because I found that it works. Okay. Yeah. So... So in your career, do you have any rivals that you've made since being a, in the business? And is, and is there a rivalry going on at this point of your career? I don't want to talk about that. Oh, dude, Psycho Carl. Okay, let's talk about Psycho Carl and your, that rivalry. What's the man I had my first professional match with, we went out there that night, and we had okay. no idea that this rivalry would span six years. Definitely the longest standing feud I've ever had. It was booked in strong style pro, obviously. Um, it's definitely something I, I, I've i learned a lot. I've learned a lot from it. Um, Carl Carl's always been a great opponent for me. I've realized me and him, we have a certain chemistry when we get in the ring with each other. We seem to we seem to lock the crowd down when we have it, and it's we 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 did a lot of first and strong style pro when it came to like what was the first ever's uh, most of the time it was going to be me and Carl on that list. You know, we did SSP's first ever last man standing match. We were in SSP's first ever no holds barred match, first ever mixed tag team match. Recently, we just did SSP's first ever I quit match. Huh? Um, so. Me and Carl, it's definitely something. Carl's one of my favorite opponents. It's always, it's always done a lot for me. He's always somebody I love getting in the ring with. Um, on a personal level, he's taught me so much, and I love what I've gotten to do with him. Okay. Um, well, what match was your favorite? Like of those, like the no holds barred, the uh, last man standing up with him. What was your favorite match with him? With Carl? Yeah. There was a match we did. It was actually the year after the last man standing match. We both had competed in a tournament to crown the new strong style pro internet champion. Okay. And me and Carl ended up being the finals and we went out there and we did the match. And after the match was over, we got a standing ovation from the audience. And, you know, that's how we knew we did it right. Like, the crowd gave us a standing ovation after we were done. And that moment for me was insane. It was the first time I'd ever had something like that. It was very emotional for me because, you know, this is what I've always loved, what I've, what I've always wanted to do. Right. So um, to see to see that response to one of my matches was very awesome. Um, yeah, me and Carl have always been rivals, but it's, it's definitely something – I, I treasure the time I've spent in the ring with him, and honestly, I'd get in the ring with him again in a heartbeat. Nice. What's your favorite finishing move? Are you talking about mine or somebody else's? Yours. Yours. 
So for me, I've had quite a few over the years. Um, there's one I'm looking at bringing back. I actually stole it from Bray Wyatt. I started doing the Sister Abigail very early in my career, and it was something I liked doing a lot. Um, and as of late, I actually realized I have a damn good lariat. Okay. Baby, I really need you. Um, I love you so much. Awesome. Um, I, dude, honestly, I didn't even know my lariat was that good. I just remember me and Rex were doing a tag team match, and in the middle of the match, because we, we had gone up to Boogie's Wrestling Camp, which is where Rex Keller trained, Jimmy Valiant. It was his birthday bash. We were up there, and they put us in there with this tag team that was still training. Huh? And... So the middle of the match, I, I go for a clothesline and I, I threw my body weight into it and I just hear this audible gasp from the people that were in attendance. And I look down and, and this, this kid is strode out on the ground and I go to cover him and he's just sitting there like, oh, that sucked. I, I get done, I go out and dude, people are stopping me. They're going, dude, it looked like you killed him. <laughs> I'm like, what? And, dude, this is probably one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten. Somebody looked at me and told me that looked like something Bradshaw would have done. Nice. That is a good compliment, man. So we talk about those matches and the moves and stuff. How good – how do you feel – do you feel that good communication between you and your wrestler, your opponent, the referee, and the guys backstage? You need all parts – to work together to per, to make a great match. So communication is very key. If you guys aren't communicating, if you're not on the same page, you're in for a very rough night. Okay. Um, it's definitely between you and your opponent, especially the referee. The referee, in a lot of cases, he keeps track of time. He keeps track of, like, you know, if he's getting any signals from the back, from the timekeeper. So the referee, it's very important that you connect with the referee as well as your opponent. Um, so it's definitely something I've always seen as a very important thing is you need to communicate or your match is not going to be the best. Okay. Gotcha. So do you have any dream matches that you want to happen in your lifetime, in your career, before it's over? So there's several indie guys I want to have the chance to work with. There's several big names I want to get to work with. Just rattling off a few off the top of my head, Elijah Proctor, he is high at the top of my list. Lazarus Black, they, I love getting in the ring with them. Me and Rex did a hardcore match with him and Ryan back in 2020. I'm really looking forward to stepping back in with Laz again. Big names, um, John Moxley is on my list. Deathless, right? Moxley's on my list. Tommy Dreamer's on my list. Um, Charlie Haas, he's on my list. Um, it, it, it's 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 truly a long list of what I want to accomplish in my career and who I want to step in there with. Um, one of the biggest ones I want to do, um, believe it or not, is Josh Barnett. Okay. Um, if you if you're not familiar with the um, GCW, I'm I'm guessing yeah. you, you're familiar GCW. You know how yeah. every once in a while they do the blood sport kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely one day I want to be able to be considered good enough to go in there with Josh Barnett and have a match like him and Minoru Suzuki did. Okay, yeah, that'd be sick as hell. That's a match a lot of people slept on. Um, yeah. I, but make no mistake about it, I've got a lot of work before I can match Suzuki in any way, shape, or form. Right, right. 
No. I'm on GCW, so, yeah. Um, uh, Minoru Suzuki is another one I'd love to get the chance to step in there with before he retires. Right, right. So what's your favorite venue you've been in or you want to go to? So my favorite venue that I've been in was actually the Booker Building in Alta Vista, Virginia, which is where I grew up. Okay. It was it was something next level about being in that building that night. It was a sold out packed house. The crowd was hot the whole night. It was just it was something about being there. And the crowd has always done really good to us when we go to Alta Vista. As far as where I want to go, um, I've always wanted to wrestle a match in the old ECW arena in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of indie shows head over that way, you know. Right, right. Um, Philadelphia is definitely right up there on the top of my list on where I want to go um, and perform. Okay. Do you um, you have your eyes targeted towards any of the main rosters, AEW, WWE, ROH, Impact, New Japan? Um, somebody said it best to me one day, you should strive to be the best you can. And right now, those are the best. So, yes, I definitely would love to make it there one of these days. Um, AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor. I'd love to make it that far someday. Uh, again, got a lot of work to do. But also, I know that just being an independent wrestler and doing what I've already done, I've lived my childhood dream. Okay. So if it was to end tomorrow, I'm content with where I've gotten, but I definitely want to get farther. All right. Yeah, that's cool. Um, does it matter to you if you wrestle in front of thousands or in front of smaller crowds? It does not. I'm I'm going to give you the same effort in front of three people that I'd give you in front of 3,000. Um, just because, like, whether it's three people, whether it's 300, 3,000, they paid their money to see you. Right. So th- just because the crowd is sparse that night doesn't mean they deserve any less out of you. Okay. Yeah. They, they still paid to see you, and you, you should give them what they paid for. Okay. I, I agree 100%. So I read, and I maybe I got this wrong, maybe I didn't. There's some nicknames that you go by. There's been a few. And I, if I got this right, I hope I did. So I got two. The Unbroken Sun. What's the story behind that? So um, I was actually given that name by Billy when yeah. he realized how stupid and crazy I was that I wouldn't give up. I, it was one of those things where I'd be beaten down. I'd be tired. I'd be out of breath. I'd be winded. I just, it was like, I didn't have any more fight in me, but I would still want to go. I'd still get up and go more. Yeah. Okay. What about Thor? What's that? Thor, um, (laughs) that is actually not one of my wrestling nicknames. Um, that was actually given to me by my best friend, Olivia. I hope she's watching this today. Um, she gave me that nickname. I have always been a big fan of the Avengers. I've always been a big fan of Nordic mythology, learning about the Vikings. And I got dubbed Redneck Thor by my best friend. All right. Hey. Then I dug up some quotes, some of your favorite quotes. So one of <laughs> I mean, you know, I try to do my best to give you uh, what you need to have. So I'm going to start with the first one. To be the man, you got to beat the man, Ric Flair. Of course you like use that in your ring in in everyday life or is that your is that your philosophy so, i've used it in a little bit of everything just because there's always somebody the next level higher yeah. on that level that you should strive to be at uh-huh. 
So I definitely, I definitely always took to that saying just because, like I said, I, I know there's always somebody on that level that I want to be on. Okay. So the next one is anarchism stands for liberation of the human mind and dominion of religion, liberation of the human body from the dominion of property and liberation and shackles and restraint of government stands for social order based on free grouping of individuals. Son of Anarchy TV show. I have not said that in years. Legitimately, I heard it on Sons of Anarchy, and it was something that I really wanted to incorporate in my character. And yeah, I posted it one day just because I was like, yeah, dude, I really dig this. I dig the vibe of it. And I want to, um, it was something that, <laughs> it was funny because I, I heard it on Sons of Anarchy. And I was like, dude, that, that's just such a cool thing to say. It's something cool that could be incorporated into the ring. It's definitely something I'm going to check out and see about, you know. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I do have to say this. I want to say congratulations um, on being and getting married in October. Thank uh, you. Congrats, congratulations on that. And congratulations on being a father here soon. Congratulations. Oh, there. yeah. I gotta, I thank you. <laughs> that's got to be uh, pretty uh, good. Pretty happy for about that. Um, uh, I'm happy. I'm just, I'm a little nerve wracked. Um, um, absolutely. Being a father is not something I planned on. It's, um, it's something years ago I would have told you probably would have never happened. Um, and then I met my fiance. I love my fiance very much. She's helped me through a lot of stuff with my depression, my anxiety. I don't know where I'd be without my fiance and building that future with her is definitely something I didn't expect, but it's something I thank God every day for. Okay, yeah. So is she a wrestling fan too? She knew nothing about wrestling before she met me. Okay. So um and now she loved it. good and bad experiences. You you know, you talk about a lot of good positive stuff. So has there ever been one or two bad experiences that you're like, oh my God, I can't do this? Um, there's never really been a point where I've said I can't do this. I've definitely met a few people. That I'm just kind of like, all right, I don't think I want to be around you, you know. Um, it, it, it's, it's very rare I come across somebody that strikes me in a bad way. I'm, I usually try to be very laid back. It takes a lot to usually make me mad. Um, James Ellsworth accomplished this. It made you mad? Yeah. Um, I don't know if he was just having a bad day that day or what, but it was just the way he, he interacted with me. It just struck, struck a chord. I had a bad experience with him, too, actually, at the Margarita Taco Festival in Jacksonville. Um, he acted like he was the shit. Yep. When it comes to fans, it's like, you want to even talk to him, it's like $100. I'm like, no. I'm, you're, right. I'm, yeah. I'm it, a fan, it's the you know? It was his demeanor that just it struck a chord with me, and that shit just it didn't fly. Hundred um, percent, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just people that you meet like that, it's just you, you, you. What? Why? What is the purpose? So, I did not ask yeah. this, but I need to ask this because I do grow. I, you know, I'm around kids a lot, and uh, you know, you, these kids have dreams, you know. So, if you had a kid or a, a fan come up to you and say, "Man, what do I got to do?" to be James Harris. So I've actually been asked this by a kid before. And my response was, don't worry about being me. Worry about being yourself. Um, if wrestling is something you want to do, definitely chase it, 
chase it wholeheartedly, man. If this is what you love, if this is what you want to do, I 100% encourage going for it. Um, but be yourself. Don't, don't strive to be somebody else. Strive to make yourself as great as you can be. Okay. So getting into the sport, the professional wrestling, is there a lot of upfront costs you have to have before you can get to the place that you're at? So um, wrestling school usually is not a very cheap thing. I was very fortunate that I found somebody that was willing to work with me. Um, I started training while I was still in high school. So think I was still in high school. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a lot of funds. And Billy was very much willing to work with me on that. I thank him every day for it. Um, contrary to popular belief, one of my first matches was on my prom night. All right. Um, I, yeah, I wrestled the night of my senior prom. Nice. nice. I went out, wrestled a match with Billy, went to the locker room, changed into a suit, and went to prom. Were you late? No, I was on time. On time. There you go. Wish I'd have stayed at the show, though. Ah, I have a prom story, but I can't I won't say that. My prom, story, my prom story is bad, too. So, showed up with somebody. I, I left by myself. Whatever, whatever. Um, My prom story was, uh, oh, man. Um, I, I, had, I was working on asking this girl out that I wanted to go with so bad. And I missed my opportunity. And then when I got to prom, uh, the girl introduced me to her date and was like, yeah, you should hang out with us. No, I shouldn't. No, I shouldn't. Bye. <laughs> um, um, <yeah. laughs> nice. So uh, where can people find you um, on social media and stuff like that? Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Those are my two big ones. I need to be better about posting on my Instagram. Facebook gets all of my updates, though. Okay. So Facebook is the big one. Um, I've got a Twitter. I never use it. <laughs> I'm ve- I'm very bad about that. Um, but yeah, if it for for the biggest updates, definitely Facebook is your spot. What about pre-match rituals? Is there any pre-match dinners or pre-match rituals that you do before on the on the night of the of an event? So um, I tend to listen to a lot of music before beforehand. I have a playlist specifically for wrestling it's filled with rock music it's filled with a little bit of everything some stuff to calm you down some stuff to hype you up you know it's that calm down your jitters but get you hyped up for the match um i always i know this isn't everybody's thing and i i never try to like i never try to force it on everybody i pray before all of my matches um i pray for my safety i pray for the safety of the guys out there with me of the referee of just the guys in the locker room in general um but yeah, for the most part, I usually I find myself a quiet little corner, headphones in, wrestling playlist, you know, and I, I get myself in the right headspace. Awesome. So, are you one of the guys that get to the arena early to help set up to set up the chairs to set up the ring and tear down it? Is that something that you feel is important that a wrestler should be part of? So, at least very early on, I know people do it far into their wrestling careers. But at least very early on, it's also something I still try to do as much as possible. You know, if, if I have the chance to be there early to help set up, set up the chair, set up the ring, I'm going to do it. I love putting putting in that work, that opportunity. Um, that promotion didn't have to book me, and they did. 
And yes, it was for their show, but believe it or not, they're doing me a favor with it as well. So I feel it my part to help that show go off any way I can. Okay. Uh, do you acknowledge the tribal chief? <laughs> do I acknowledge the tribal chief? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll acknowledge Roman Reigns for a few things. Um, back when he was first went singles, uh, his promos to me were very stale. I wasn't a fan of his in-ring work. But honestly, he, he's grown on me a lot the last few years. Um, he's done tremendous strides with his mic work, his in-ring work. Um, pairing him with Paul Heyman was an excellent decision. Um, Roman's doing really good right now, and he, he's at the top of his game right now. Yeah. And I, I respect the progress he's made. And I'm, I'm hoping one day I can show that kind of progress. Do you say, do you, is WWE the top show, or do you think, or do you have a favorite show? So, um, I, I watch, I watch everything. I watch WWE, I watch AEW, I watch Ring of Honor, New Japan. I watch it all. Um, as far as the big show goes, obviously WWE is the one that more people are going to know. AEW is getting right up there with it. Um, I wish I met more New Japan Pro Wrestling fans. I love Japan. I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, anything that's on a national TV level, I see as a big show. I mean, even NWA, Impact. Yeah. Like I, I view those as big name players as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you ever th see yourself ever coming down to Florida to wrestle if the opportunity is right? I would love to. If I was given the opportunity, I would jump at it. Florida, somewhere I would definitely it, – it's it's on my bucket list. Cool. I do watch a local uh, Florida independent show called uh, XIW. Um, it had uh, – it has – I don't know. I'll just name some names. They might, they've been all through Tennessee and um, North Carolina. Damian Wayne. Uh, I've met DW. Okay, yeah. Any stories about D um, Mr. Wayne? DW is a great guy, great name, great, uh, great mind to pick of the business. Um, I had a chance to sit down, pick his brain a little bit. Uh, he, he's definitely somebody I enjoyed talking to and I enjoyed learning from. Yeah, he was in a hell of a match uh, two months ago at um, the XIW Arena. It was him and Jackson Slade versus uh, Adrian Whisper and Bordell Walker, I believe. And um, it was yeah. a no-holds-bar match, and they tore the place up. So, dude, Damian Wayne is definitely a top tier indie talent. Yeah. I, I sincerely hope one of these days he does get signed. He's definitely put in the work. He definitely deserves it. Right. Um, I've noticed he's actually a stunt double on one of my favorite shows to watch, which is Heels. Yes, he is. Yes, absolutely. I love that show. Um, and, and yeah, he's he's Wild Bill's stunt double. I think that's one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, no, but hype season. Look up XIW. Um, I definitely will. Um, I, I even independent wrestling. I love to watch as much as I can. Yeah. So. Um, so in your in your James Harris way, can you do you have anything to say to any of the upcoming opponents? Any warnings? Anything? And then can you send the show off? the James Harris way and thank the fans, whatever, however you want to do it. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do what I do best. I'm going to crack my Dr. Pepper right here. I'm going to raise a little bit of hell with my friends that are still here. We're going to party through the night with the bonfire, but I'm going to tell you this right here, right now, all my opponents coming up, I'm returning bigger and better than ever. I'm coming back with a fresh mind, 
a fresh outlook, and I'm ready to roll. All right. Thank you, guys. All the fans out there, thank you guys for watching. You guys are why we do what we do. Without you guys, this doesn't happen. I love all my fans, my friends, my family, my pregnant fiance, my mom. Um, I want to send out a thank you to everybody that's ever been there for me. And I love you guys so much. Um, hopefully we can do this again sometime. Absolutely, man. Stay stay tight. I'm going to talk to you after we after the end of the show. So, Of course. Right, huge Pop Wrestling fans, this is James Harris. This is Huge Pop. We learned about what go on, goes on with James Harris's um, wrestling career and where he's going. It's been a pleasure, my guy. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Everybody, thanks for showing up.